Welcome to the Joy Bruce Audio Podcast. Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce is a blessed daughter of Bishop Dyke Heward Mills and the pastor of the First Love Church, Adiasi. These messages contain practical wisdom that will transform you and provide focus and direction for your life. Listen and be blessed as she shares with you wisdom from the Word of God. We have been here for a while and I have good news for you. That this morning our pastor is in the house and this morning my mother and your mother is in the house. I said this morning my prophet and your prophet is in the house. Stand to your feet, put your hands together and let's welcome Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful for a Sunday like this that we can come and meet at your feet. I pray that you will speak a word to us this morning and that it will be a word in season. Thank you so much for all that you have done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Take your seat. Well, it's a pleasure to be here with you this morning. Amen. And I have to say that I've missed the charisma service. Most of the time when you are here, I'm in my office and I can hear, you know, the sound that comes over and I'm like, wow, the people are having a good time. Amen. Wow. And it's a pleasure to be with you today. Yes. Ask your neighbor, are you in the house and are you awake? Ask the other neighbor, are you awake? What did the neighbor say? I'm awake. Hallelujah. Well, we've been talking about the anointing, both in this service and in the gathering service. And I really want to continue there because I feel that it's such a central thing. Are you with me? The anointing is so central to us. And I also feel that in many ways, we, we, we don't desire a good thing that is there for us. So my hope as I share with you this morning is that you won't only just know the reasons why you should be anointed, but you will desire to be anointed. Because one of the truths is also that the anointing is the Holy Spirit, and that is the Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead and very precious to God. He doesn't just come and give you something that you don't like or something that you don't respect. Hello? Are you in the house? Okay. You know, so it is as you desire the anointing that you become anointed. There are a lot of people who sometimes walk around, at least I have met some, I'm sure you've met some too, who walk around saying, I'm anointed. Well, if you're anointed, it will show. Uh, Ask your neighbor, uh, please, what is showing? What is showing? It's not enough to just sit down there and announce to yourself that you are anointed. An anointing is for a place, it's for a people, it's for a reason. It doesn't just the Holy Spirit doesn't just come upon you for you to sit and have a good time in your room. Mm, let's be serious. Come on. I said, let's be serious. What does Acts ten thirty eight say? How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. So the anointing was with the Holy Ghost, not Vaseline, not any with the Holy Ghost, and with power. Who went about sitting around eating uh, what? Gobbe and trophy? No. Who went around doing good? 
so, so, so the anointing you it's, it's like the wind It's visible in what happens And what you do hmm. Ask your neighbor What exactly do you do? What did your neighbor say? Some of you You have been warming the chair for a long time eh? You have been warming the chair I mean it's time for you to do something Hey you have been hitting the chair for too long. Your pastor is a very nice pastor. A very nice guy. I mean, uh, never mind. I'm biased. I'm entitled to my own opinion. You know. But some of you, by this time, he should have given you a few slaps. <laughs> Shaking you a little bit. Hallelujah. Because, the, look, the anointing is given for us to do something with it. To do something. Amen. Oh, I'm a student. I'm learning. There's never going to be a time when you are free. And actually, this is your freest time. Yeah. You just ask anybody who has passed this stage and gone on to other things. They'll tell you that it was their freest time. So you don't know that it's your freest time. Wow. Are you there? And, and so the anointing is so precious and anointing comes to do a lot of things and I, I really want you to desire the anointing and as the anointing grows in your life that we'll see more things happening amen with you, through you you are, you are, the, you are the door to somebody's blessing unfortunately Christianity in Ghana has become I receive, I receive, I see me, 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 my, my, my there's a whole world out there there are so many things going on and God has need of you. And that's why I'm here this morning. I want to tell you a story starting from 1 Samuel chapter 9. 1 Samuel chapter 9. And, and, and my aim with sharing this story with, with you is for you to see that it's possible for you to grow beyond yourself and allow God to let his anointing move through you and work through you and take you somewhere. So it's quite a long story. We'll read quite a bit of it. I know that you have not read your Bible this morning. Certainly not in the charisma service. You just barely woke up and arrived in church. So let's read First Samuel chapter 9. And if you have not brought your Bible to church, shame on you. <laughs> First Samuel chapter <laughs> There was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Zeo, the son of Bechorath, the son of Aphiah, a Benjamite, Benjamite, a mighty man of power. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a choice young man and goodly. And there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. From his shoulders and upward, he was higher than any of the people. Ask your neighbor, how tall are you? At least this guy's height, this guy's height was, was you know. Now, the, so the real story begins in verse 3. And the asses of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to Saul, his son, Take now one of the servants with you and arise, go and look for the asses. And he passed through Mount Ephraim, passed through the land of Shalem, they found them not. Are you there? Went through the land of Shalem, they were not there. Went to the land of the Benjaminites, they went, and they found them not. Verse 5. When they were come to the land of Zoph, Saul said to his servant that was with him, Come and let us return, lest my father leave caring for the asses and take thought for us. But you know he was with a godly servant. I wonder who you walk around with and whether the person is godly or not. Because now look at what the servant said. He said to him, Behold now, there is in this city a man of God. 
and he is an honorable man all that he says cometh surely to pass now let us go there perhaps he can show us our way that we should go then Saul said to his servant but behold if we go what shall we bring to the man for bread the bread is spent in our vessels and there is no present to bring to the man of God what have we and the servant answered Saul and said I have here in my hand the fourth part of a shekel that will I give to the man of God to tell us our way Amen so here they were they had been looking for the donkeys they couldn't find them and Saul was ready to give up and go home have you ever been ready to just let go they said that Charlie I've tried I've tried to pass the subject it's not working I've tried to do this I've tried to do that it hasn't worked so at his point where he was about to give up this servant of his said to him you know there is a man of God in this town some of you the kind of friends that you have will be telling you that there's some medicine man or there's some prophets with a there are some prophets, they call themselves prophets, but they are actually glorified fetish priests. Oh, it's true. When you get there, you hear the kind of prescriptions that they give you. Now you know. Hey, come, let us bath you. Where have you seen that one? You see, you are saying, hey, hey, as if it doesn't exist. In this commercial, as we are in it. Right here. Right here. One time we were moving around, taking letters to pastors over some, give thyself holy meeting. And one of the guys, as he was sitting, he said, oh, you people dear, you are the ones reading and doing the ministry. We dear. Then he pointed and said, ah, the bathroom is just here. <laughs> are you there? Yeah. Then he had some something be actually you can actually buy it. It's like a water filter. And they had colored it. And it was doing some things like that. When you come, then you bring your money, you put it down, then he'll fetch the water for you. Who the way Jaria? Nah. Yeah. And some of you, those are the kind of friends you have. You better offload those friends. Yeah, just offload them. <laughs> anyway, this guy was blessed and he was taken to see the prophet. Now, he meets the prophet. And interestingly, the prophet has something to say. Verse 18. Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate. He didn't know it was Samuel. And he said, tell me, I pray thee, where the seer's house is. And Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place, for you shall eat with me today, and tomorrow I will let thee go, and I will tell you all that is in your heart. And as for your asses that were lost three days ago, set not your mind on them, for they have been found. And on whom is all the desire of Israel? Is it not on thee and on, on all thy father's house? And Saul answered and said, Am I not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel? And my family, the least of the families of the tribe of Benjamin. Wherefore then speakest thou so to me? And Samuel took Saul and his servants and brought them into the parlor and made them sit in the chiefest place among them that were bidden, which were about thirty persons. And said to the cook, Bring the portion which I give thee, of which I said to thee, set it by thee and the cook took the shoulder and that which was upon it and set it before Saul so when he finally finds the prophet and he goes to talk to him the man says oh I'm ready for you I've been waiting for you as for the thing the, the donkeys we are looking for they have already arrived they are at home but you dear I've been waiting for you and so so I say how can you I mean you are waiting for me how look me, I'm from the smallest tribe 
you know, the tribe of Benjamin was the smallest of the twelve tribes. He said, I'm from the smallest tribe. Now, in the tribe, Kranu, my father's house is the least of them. And you need to see that as the person having been sent to look for the donkeys, he saw was also the least of the people in the least house, in the least town. Or oh, you don't understand? It's not in Benifor that you send to go and look for donkeys. It is the least. Some of you, in school that has saved you, when you were at home, they used to send you to the grinding mill. But is it not true? So when you are at home and your big sister is at home, who are they going to send to the grinding mill? You or your big sister? It's you. Yeah. So the guy looked at them. <laughs> he said, oh, what are you saying? Look, I'm from a small tribe. From a small house in a small tribe. And he didn't add it, but he was also the smallest person in that, in that small house that was in the small tribe. Hey. That is so. Then something begins to happen. Let's move on to First Samuel chapter 10. I told you we are reading Bible this morning. Oh? Okay. Let me take it from... Let me connect chapter ten, 9 to chapter 10. So let's go down to verse 26. They rose early and it came to pass about the spring of the day that Samuel called Saul to the top of the house saying, Up, that I may send you away. And Saul arose, and they went both of them, he and Samuel abroad. And as they were going down to the end of the city, Samuel said to him, Bid the servant pass on before us. He didn't want the servant to hear what he was going to say. But you stand for a while, and I will show you the word of God. Then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head. What was now happening? He was anointing him. And kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you to be captain over his inheritance? When you have departed from me today, you will find two men by Rachel's sepulchre in the border of Benjamin at Zelzah. And they will say to you, The asses which you went to seek are found. And lo, your father has left caring for the, of the asses and sorroweth for you, saying, What shall I do for my son? Then shall thou shalt go forward from there and shall come to the plain of Tabor and there shall meet thee three men going up to, the, to God to Bethel. One carrying three kids, another carrying three loaves of bread and another carrying a bottle of wine and they will salute you and they will give, three, give thee two loaves of bread which thou shalt receive of their hands. After that, you will come to the hill of God where is the garrison of the Philistines and it shall come to pass. When thou art come thither to the city, that thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with a psaltery and a tablet and a pipe and a harp before them, and they shall prophesy. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shalt be turned into another man. Hallelujah. You have, you have read scripture today. Amen. Now, what is exciting about this story? I've already told you who Saul is. And the truth of the matter is that many of us find ourselves in the same place as Saul. Not necessarily because we are from a small tribe. Not necessarily. But usually in our minds we are from a small tribe. Are you there? Or you have been believing yourself since you were born? Most of those who appear to be believing themselves, the truth of the matter, they are even lower than those who don't. No, it's true. In their private moments, on their own, they feel even lower than other people. 
So many of us have a certain view of ourselves. And life also has a way of condoning that view and making us feel that we are just searchers and searchers for donkeys. That's all you are able to do. Hello. Uh-huh. That's why you were coming to read law. Before you knew it, you were carving things somewhere. Yeah. And you can easily feel some way because that's not where you were aiming to go. Or you were aiming for medicine. Look, in Ghana, that's how it is. If you're a science student, you're aiming for the top. And then the top doesn't tell you, goes bing, 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 until you reach. I, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. Amen. But life also has a way of confirming that we are nobodies and that we are nothings. And you know, in many ways it is true. But that's all the more reason why what I'm sharing with you is important. This guy was nobody to think about until something happened. One, he met a man of God. He met a man of God. And that's why it's really, really important for you to understand that to each of us is given a man. Anytime God wants to bless a people, he gives them a man. Just look through the Bible. He wants to bless who? Children of Israel. He gives them Moses. We carry on. You see the prophets who come in at various times to deliver them. Then we see him giving us Jesus. And then we see, that, we see the, the apostles being left to bless us. I mean, any time he wants to bless us, he gives us a man. So you need to be careful to receive that person. Hey, you are quiet on me again. I'm a gathering service preacher. With this, you are quiet since I don't enjoy it. So you better just wake up. I don't have time. Yeah, amen. Are you here this morning? And are you alive? This is the first love church. Please, if you need quietness, you should not be here. I can prescribe for you, even in this very area, at least three other places you can go to be quiet. But here, we're a charismatic church. We make noise. Thank you very much. Okay. Amen. So, he was given somebody. If, if Saul had rejected that person, he would just have been there. Yeah. yeah. He would just have been there. And as you, you are not wishing paying the person. It's just that that person becomes a channel of something to you. That's all. And it's a picture right through the Bible. An amazing picture. Abimelech was a king who made a mistake. Abraham comes and says, This, my wife, is my sister, which actually was true. But he didn't say that it's his wife. In those days, you could marry your sister. So the king stretched his hand that bring the lady. Bring her. I mean, bring her is the king. He can decide who he wants to have. But that night, God said, Sure, you are going to touch her. Something bad will happen to you. And God was talking to Abimelech. I like demonstrating this thing because you don't understand how ridiculous it is. Please come, Danny. May you never have the spirit of Abimelech. So this is just a demonstration. So here is this guy. He has stretched his hand and collected the wife of uh, Moses. Sorry, of Abraham. Come. And so for today, that's uh, Sarah. <laughs> then God comes for the purposes of my illustration. It's myself. Just to illustrate something. And tells him that, hey, you have gone for who? Because Abraham, put your things down, said this was his sister. So, Abimelech says, Oh, no, no Lord, I, I, I didn't mean any harm. I didn't know. I didn't know that was his wife. 
Look at the ridiculous thing. The man is talking to God. Then God says, thank you, ma'am, you can come this way. God says, ah, no, sorry, come, you are still in the story. I'm sorry. He says, return her to Abraham. And then, so God is talking to him. And then he says, you two go to Abraham. And tell Abraham to talk to me, to forgive you. Meanwhile, <laughs> does it make sense? Oh, you don't understand what I'm trying to say. Were we not having a conversation? Could you not have just asked me to forgive you? But I tell you, go to Abraham. Tell him to pray to me. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But the point I'm trying to make is that if you now say, Oh, Abraham, who is he? I don't like You'll be hot. If you now say, Oh, but we know that Bishop Dag is there. Lady Reverend Joy is there. So who is this fellow who has been given to us? Careful. Careful. Because the choice of the person is not left to you. Hey. Are you there? Yeah. And this kind of thing, it happens over and over and over again in the Bible. You can't even understand why. Could, no, could you not have just asked God? Were you not talking to God? So where does a human being come in? I don't know. But he says, eh, return the lady, then tell him to ask me to forgive you. Does it make sense? Thank you very much. Amen. And when you take your Bible and you start to look for the pattern, you keep on seeing that God has chosen to let a man interrupt in his affairs. And that's why Jesus, who is the Son of God, who decided to come down on earth, he cried when he came. He knew what I'm telling you. And that is why he went to John the Baptist. Otherwise, where does John the Baptist enter into the story? John the Baptist said that, look, I'm a voice crying in the wilderness. I've come to prepare the ground. And so prepare the ground and go. He has even said, look, I will baptize you with water. But there's one who is coming after me. The one, this guy, the, the foot of his, his lace, I'm not fit to tie. Now the person who he's talking about has come. He says, baptize me. And John the Baptist said, hey, hey, please. Please, I don't want trouble. I don't like such things. Hey, please. The people may not know who you are, but me, I know. I, I don't enjoy this kind of thing. And then Jesus tells him, suffer it to be so for now. And it is only after he's baptized that you see that the voice came, comes from heaven saying, this is my beloved son. And then you also see that the Holy Spirit also has come upon him. You cannot, you cannot, just, you cannot just shake it and shake it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyway, that's just a side story. And I'm just saying this to say that on your road to being anointed, God will always bring people your way. He will always, it's always this one or it's that one or the other. And you have a certain openness towards them to receive. So Saul now sees that he needs to have a a, a meeting with Samuel. So for some reason, God has not just picked Samuel and said, okay, you are the one I've chosen. Because it was God who chose Saul. God himself had been ruling the people again through somebody. Or you want to see something more ridiculous? Okay. Moses is passing by the burning bush. All this is not part of my sermon. I don't know why I'm going there this morning. (laughs) Moses is passing by the burning bush. And then God starts to speak to him and says, Look, 
I have heard of the cries of the children. My children. Maybe I should just find the scripture and read it. It's easier. Do you like scriptures? I also like the scriptures. This is why I will do him something. (laughs) All right. Exodus chapter 3. Moses is walking around at the backside of the desert with his sheep and he sees the burning bush. Okay. And from verse 7. So now God starts to talk to him. Let's take it from verse 5. And he said, Draw not nigh hither, put off your shoes from your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have, sh- I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and I've heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrow. And then he says, and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Can you see it? Can you see it there? So who has come to deliver them? Oh, are you sure? Can you see it in the scripture? Okay. Verse 10. Come now therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh. Oh, you don't understand again. Who said he has seen the people? Who says he's coming to deliver them? So I've come to deliver. So, so, so Moses. Okay, let me. You are not Abimelech this time. You are Moses. Are you there? So God is saying, I've seen the people. I've seen the affliction. I have come down to sort it out. So since I have come, you go. If you say that, look, God, since you have come, you come and do this man we don't like, you will be with Pharaoh. Hey, you'll be under the Egyptians from now till you die and they bury you there. Hey, so just, uh, let's just understand it well. Does it mean that they were worshipping Moses? No, but they respected him. They loved him and they received from him. Yeah. Amen. Anyway, let's go back to, thank you. Let's go back to my current story. Amen. Maybe those points just needed to be made. So here we have Saul. And Saul too, you can see that God was the person who told Samuel to anoint him all. And you wonder why. Because after all, when the children of Israel rebelled and said that, we don't want you God to rule us again. This is what they told um, Samuel. We don't look. We want a king. We want a... It was God who decided who should be king. So why don't you just take the guy and put him in place? But no. He passes it through Samuel. And now Samuel comes and he anoints the guy. So the guy is already chosen. And then he anoints him. And when he anoints him, he pours out... You know, when you say an anointing, it's, it's both a verb. It's a, it's a doing word and it's a what? It's a... It's a <laughs> It's a function also because you are anointed. You are so he pours this pouring of the oil is a symbolic thing if you if you like, and then he begins to talk. As he pours the oil on him, 
then he now begins to say certain things to him. Which is why you and I must begin to respect the anointing. Remember who Saul is. Let's put him as Mr. Zero. If you like, put your own self there. Then look. When you leave me, first of all, he tells him what you are looking for, you have received it. It has been done. Many of you have been looking for a lot of things. Is it true or it's not true? Hey! Africans, Ghanaians, and what we are looking for. Oh my God! Looking for this. Some of it is, is things we need and some of it is things we want. And we're spending our time and our energy. This guy, he had spent time, he had spent energy. He had gone running around looking for this. And listen, the thing is already done. Yeah. And some of us, if we would only place God and the things of God where we should place Him. And if we would only desire the anointing, you discover that what you are looking for, you have it. Yeah, the thing, the access he was looking for, he already has it. Amen. Then he goes on to say that as you are moving around, you are going to find some people and they will be carrying various things. First of all, verse 4, they will salute you. A certain respect will come upon you. Yeah. They will salute you. A certain respect. Many of you are studying, you are looking for paper. If I become a graduate, they'll respect me. It's not true. It's not true. These days, they even give a graduate a job and dare to say, I'll pay you 300 cities. Yes. I know graduates who are struggling to get 500 cities. I mean, if you respect somebody, is it 500 you pay them? No. So you should know that it's not in the paper. Hey, the church has become quiet again on me. But when the anointing of the Lord came upon them, so the guy told him, the people were not there. But as the anointing has come, as you pass, they will salute you. Some of you, it's the anointing of God that will make you respected. Yeah. It's the anointing of God that will make your family even see you in a certain light. Yeah. Hallelujah. Is it important to be respected? It is important. Very, very important. Very, very important. Wow. Then they will give you two loaves of bread. Hey. Some of you, nobody is giving you nothing. But when the anointing comes upon you, people will give to you. You see, let me just talk a little bit about this because we live in a very, in a very secularized society, generally speaking. And people think that, oh, I'm going to work or I will work and I will get. The actual strength and might of people in this world is not by your job. It doesn't matter where you are working in this world. You can be where you are earning dollars. Look, any salary, body receiving a salary is not at the top of anything. Oh, you are quiet again. Yeah. Yeah. And that is why in every sphere, when you get to a certain level, it's now by favor. It's now by other things that gets you there. Yes. Yes. It's other things. What is given to you? The people of a nation, they must give you their vote for you to become a president. Yeah. Many things. There are many, many, many doctors. For you to become a medical soup is now given to you. You can be a lawyer. You are Charlie A1. Winning all your cases. But it is given to you before you become attorney general. You can't attain to it by a certain something. Yeah. So I, I just want you to understand that thing that something is given to you. Yeah. It's given to you. Wow. All the things you are fighting for a salary. 
Uh, when we went to church today, they said that uh, we shouldn't work. I will beat you. <laughs> I'm sure you have more intelligence than that. But I think you understand what I'm saying. In every sphere of life, it gets to a certain place where it is not by salary, it's not by working. It's now given to you. It's now given to you. Wow. Hallelujah. So now that you are anointed, first they salute you. Next they give to you. Then it goes on to say that you'll come to a place, there will be a company of prophets, they will prophesy. Now the part I love most is verse 6. The Spirit of the Lord will come on you and you will prophesy with them. So things you could not do before, you begin to do them. What you were not before, you are now able to do it. That's why we always say that an anointed person doing this and a not anointed person doing it, they are, they are very, they are, they are, they are, they are very different. Hey, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them. And that is why you can be looking at two people doing things, and you realize this one is anointed, this one is not. Hmm? Same dance, same singing. Same singing. Are you there? I remember recently at our concert, we had enjoyed the different sing- songs, and, but there were some particular people. Yeah. Partic- as they stood there, it wasn't that the song was the nicest song in all the songs that was read. It wasn't that the singer of the song was the nice. No, no, no. There was just a something. Tell your neighbor a what? Something. Yeah. And some people were like, oh, when he was singing the song, because he was feeling, oh, but what about the other singers? Were they not feeling the song? They were feeling it, but you asked them. Yeah. But there was a something. Yeah. That's, uh, you see, I've not even described the person. You don't even know the person. All of us know who I'm referring to. I realize that if we leave this guy, eh, the whole temperature in the room will change and we will not end this concert now. It will suddenly become a whole worship service. And we'll be here at TDB. Yeah. But it's a what? Something. Yeah. You have actors and actors and actors, but there are some of them. Something. It's something. Yeah. Then it goes on to say, and you will be turned into another man. That's why you should desire the anointing. That's why you desire the anointing. Amen. Many of us need to become another person than what we are. Yeah. Another person. Another person. Uh, ask your neighbor, who are you? <laughs> yeah. We need to become another person. Do you understand the emphasis on another person? Yeah. You should, you should, you should, you should. I hope that you have the opportunity to talk one on one with an anointed person. One of the things that they will tell you is that I didn't used to be like this. I didn't used to be like this. Those of us who knew our bishop when he was in school, quiet man, doesn't like trouble, doesn't speak, minds his own business. I don't think this description is how we know him today. Quiet. Quiet. From where? Minding his own business. From where? Hey, you are suddenly very quiet. Yeah. When I got married, Bishop Patrick, he was such a quiet man. He could be there three days. He doesn't feel like talking. Yeah. <laughs> three days, he can't be there. You are in the house with a human being for three days. His smell has come. His smell has come. He doesn't feel like talking. Uh, some of you males, you don't know that there are some who are past you. 
Yeah. But when the anointing has come upon the man, his greatest problem is that he doesn't stop talking. He's talking all the time. Yeah. What has happened? The person has become another man. I, I wish that they had said a better man. Because you don't just become another, but a better of you. And it's not something you can orchestrate yourself. Hallelujah. Or if you try, I think you'll get tired and give up before you get there. But by the anointing that comes. Amen. I said by the what? By the anointing that comes. I know that some of you who are here, you're doing various things in church. Some of your struggle is because of the lack of an anointing. Just desire the anointing and chase after the anointing and and ask God, anoint me. Because what you need, the, the Bible says in the book of Luke that will he, will he deny the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So he's just measuring your desire. If you desire, and your desire it shows. Hey, the church is very quiet. Your desire shows. Nowadays will be, you'll be seeing people according to their desire. When you see a choir singing, it's because of their desire. So, that's why late choristers you won't sing. What? You, if you are sleepy, sleep is okay. Because we can't. Sorry, I couldn't wake up. No problem. No problem. It's not a problem. Hey, if you are a dancer, you don't feel like you. It's not a problem. Hey. Hey, mommy, why are you blasting? I'm not blasting you. I'm just telling you the truth. You see, the thing you desire. You really desire to dance. Nobody will beg you. Nobody will beg you. You'll be, you'll be itching. You'll be there one time. Yeah. So soon I will apply a certain fire. The fire will start from here. And it will reach that wall over there. It's true. When you're a technical team and you arrive in the service to now set up for that service. You're not serious. Uh, excuse me. You're not serious. <laughs> I'm preaching a good message. I don't, I don't even need to say anything. It's, you know. Mommy, why do you have to say it like that? You can call us in private. Ah, but when you were late, it was in public. Come on. No, 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 no. And you have just given me a very nice window. That's all. Amen. The things that you see, when you desire something, it shows. It shows. Yeah. And God does not just pour out. That's why when Elisha came to Elijah, he said, I want a double portion of your anointing. Elijah did not blast him all. I would have thought, ah, what kind of greed is that? You don't respect. But no, he didn't have a problem. He just said, you have asked a hard thing. Why is it hard? Because you must prove that you want it. And the guy proved that he wanted it. Elijah had had a servant called Gehazi. When he told Gehazi that, look, we have just uh, gone through the, this miracle and we are tired, so stay here. Gehazi sat. And he stayed. It was the last time we saw him in the Bible. But when Elijah said, I want a double portion. And Elijah, Elijah now came and said, oh, you sit down. And God has sent me to uh, Gilgal. He said, oh, as the Lord liveth. And as my soul liveth. Me too. They have called me. We are going to the Gilgal. And they were working out. It's not like now that you call Yuba. They were working. Trotsky did not exist. Abubaya was not there. 
Then they went to the girl. Then he said, What? Uh, you can be relaxing here. God has sent me to Bethel. He said, Oh, God has sent you. Oh, as the Lord liveth. And as my soul liveth. As they have sent you. They have said, We are going. They turned and walked. If you go and open the map and you see where these towns are, honestly, you will go shock. It's like saying, They have sent me from tech. They've sent you to Ejiso. Then you go to Ejiso. When you get to Ejiso, then they now say they sent me to Bomso. You can easily say, but if you knew you were going to Bomso, why didn't you go to the Bomso? Let's finish Bomso and then we go to Ejiso. You can see that it's some meaningless working. <laughs> Elisha no boy. You see, he was just trying to test the guy's desire. And many of the things that are going on in your life right now, God is just testing your desire for the anointing. Yeah. Amen. He's just checking it out. He's just checking it out. Do you, do you desire it enough? How will he know? He will know it by putting you in a certain thing. And as you stretch to do it, you see that. Yes. When they finally got to the last place, the Jordan, crossed over the river Jordan, then he, had, he told him that, if you see me going, so after you have walked all these places with me and now you can say that I'm tired so I want to sit down and sleep he said now you have to see me going there are some things that only happen to people who are awake yeah doesn't happen when you are sleeping and you see the guy had that what I am trying to make you understand is that the guy had legal reasons to say that I am tired from Bethel to Gilgal to there was one more place, Jericho, before to, to Beth, um, Jordan. They had been walking. Charlie, right now I, I tire. I've done all I can do. I cannot again. I've sat down. I said, now you have to see me going. Meanwhile, there was no announcement about when the going will be. <laughs> there was no announcement. That's why when you are there, we have to wake up and watch and pray. You cannot watch and pray, it can be a problem. Don't go, go, you Why are you brasting us like that? If you knew that, you'd be brasting us. You shouldn't have come. I've come. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I'm right here. Tell them I'm right here. In case you don't know, I brought myself. I didn't need an invitation. Yeah. It's my church. Hey. Are you here or you have traveled? Yeah. So understand something, oh. You see, all those things that look like nothing, they are actually something. Yeah. My house is a whole 35 minute drive. Sunday morning in the darkness. I'm here before many of you even surface. Meanwhile, this is your service. When I came, there were four people in the church. I live here. Most of you just walk and come. Eh, but you are the pastor of the church. Debut, let me say why. As a chorister. Yeah. As a chorister. And my voice is not even as nice as yours. Hmm? The kind of dancing people do, I can't do. Even if I try, it won't work. Yeah! Are you in the house or not? Hey! Yeah! Some of you just to get up and come to a service is too much for you. It's not anointing you are looking for. You better change. I came to charisma service. This is the service I'm talking to you. Yeah! You are looking for something. You are looking for God to lift you up from somewhere. 
then you better show that you desire something and you desire for him to give you that anointing that makes the difference here you are you come to one service we have a gathering service after this there are others meeting all over the city after their first service which they are having at this time they will now board a car and come here but you say oh, we are be- they will pay from their pocket too you have come we should now beg you wait for gathering service stay for gathering service wait for gathering and, and you said what they give tea after the service just to help them stay yes yes with cookies oh, cookies hey. I shall Kimpo begging you that try and show God that you are a little serious The whole week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, most of you don't do much for God. Is it not true? So if you have arrived on Sunday and the only thing that you do is to give God half of your day, how can it be too much? How can it be too much? How can it be too much? It's a question I'm asking you. How can it be too much? I'm even adding a third service. Revival at 7. We will be here. Yeah. We'll be here and we will watch. Yeah. And hey, what is it? Is it not too much? How can it be too much? How? Uh, you have spent your whole week doing other things. How can it be too much? You know, I get crazy when I hear people saying too much. There are too many churches. Have you counted the number of hairdressing shops from this gate to gate? Don't tell me too much. You would imagine. Have you counted the number of drinking bars around? Don't you dare give me that. There's too much church. Don't give me that. Don't give me that. Don't give me that. As they are driving churches off your campus, who is taking over? I said, who is taking over? Uh-huh. And you are quiet. Allow me to say what I'm saying. It is our, it is, it is our love for God that is not there. It's God we don't love. It's just what he has that we want. Yeah. This morning, I just came with a word of warning to you. Charisma service. Set up. If you're going to work, work. Yeah. If you're going to work, work like the job, like you are worthy of the one who we are serving. And those of you who come and we have to beg you to come. May God have mercy on your soul. As you are coming, the one time you are coming to church, we have to beg you. Let's be serious. Let's be serious. I said, let's be serious. Nobody should beg you to, to come and come and serve God. If it was money, you would not need to be begged. If it was money, you would not need an extra phone call. If it was money, nobody would have to come and call you. And when they think come, attitude be what? As you are doing attitude, God is seeing. You can do attitude on us, but it is God with whom you have to do. Paul was walking around and he was chastising the church and killing people and doing things. And one day, one day on the road to Damascus, he had an experience. That was the day that he understood that it was God that he was doing. <sighs> Allow me to say it. Yeah. When they knock at your door, it's for your own good. Not anything else. So after you've heard my voice, God help you. God help you. Today, after this service, charisma service, you are here for gathering service to gather. Yeah. You are not above the gathering. They are not about. Oh, uh, you see, I have my uh, group discussion. Shame on you. Shame on you. When your group members were sitting down, they put their group discussion on Sunday. Disgusting.
fasting Christian, you couldn't tell them that my money belongs to God. Shame on you. Shame on you. Mm. I don't fear any of you. Shame on you. Shame on you. If you were a Christian, you couldn't tell them that, eh, me, I don't joke with my church. I don't joke with my Sundays at all. You couldn't say it. You just went like a sheep to the slaughter. Yeah. Meanwhile, when they want to watch football. Ah, wait. We schedule group meetings for football. Oh, where? You don't even have the backbone. Where will you do it? Yeah. There are so many ways around it. So you better set up. That's what I came with a message to tell you. Set up. Yeah, set up. You want God to come through for you? You better start to set up. You better stop playing the fool. You better stop. Hey, the church has ah. When I was giving it to this half of the room, you were feeling good. Now I'm giving it to you. There you are. <laughs> they are making faces at me. We don't fear you. Yeah. What I'm saying, I know that it is true. Yeah. I know that what I'm saying is true. I also worked as a research officer. Yeah, for 10 years. I, consult, I was a consultant for 5, 15 years in all. Then they'll come and say, Oh, doctor, the meeting that we have is starting on Monday morning, so we have to leave on Sunday. I said, No, lie. I won't leave on Sunday today. And I was the junior partner. I won't leave. Please, you can take the lead. I'll find my way. Yeah, whatever it will cost me, I'll be there on Monday morning. Don't bring yourself. Shame on you. So the thing that I'm saying, I'm saying it because I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I had a husband and I had three children. And I was a pastor also. So don't bring yourself at all. Useless Christians. Yeah. Useless Christians with useless Christianity. You better set up. Yeah. And show yourself worthy. Even me, I'm not impressed. My God. Stand to your feet and start to pray. Start talking to God. Everybody, you have received your portion. Talk to God this morning. Some of you, your heart, repentance must find itself there. Now, if as I am speaking, you are angry, it's an evil spirit that is there. You better deal with it before it deals with you. Yeah. Because what I have spoken is the truth. And when you speak the truth and anger is the result, it's an evil spirit that is there. Come on, deal with it. Oh, pastor, you don't know your struggle. I don't need to know your struggle. What you need is God. That's who you need. Start talking to God. Start talking to Him. If you even know how to pray. Some of us, it's only I want, I want. That's the only prayer we can pray. This morning, you better tell God that you are sorry. Sorry for your lousy behavior. Sorry that you cannot get yourself up and get yourself to church at a decent time. Sorry that after one hour, you have had enough of God. Sorry because the whole week, you don't even have time for Him. You don't even know Him. You don't even know where your Bible is lying. Sorry because you are an apology of a Christian. And you know, you better talk to him and say, Lord, but I've changed my mind. And Lord, I'm going to do my best and I'm going to follow you with my heart. You are a chorister, you are standing here. You better start telling God that, Lord, I'm sorry I should have known better. Talk to the Lord this morning. Talk to the Lord this morning. Talk to Him. Apologize for your lousiness and ask him to help you. Ask him for the Holy Spirit, the helper, to help you. 
you don't desire anything of God, be honest before him and say, Lord, it is because I don't have a desire. But I want to have a desire and he'll place that desire in you. Talk to the Lord this morning. Talk to the Lord this morning. Have mercy on us, O God. Have mercy on us, O God. Forgive us because we have made things replace you. Forgive us. We have made the love of money more than you. Forgive us because we have become so secular we don't even have space or time for you in our lives. Forgive us, oh God, because we have thought that we were doing you a favor when we have gotten up to come to church. Forgive us. Forgive us, oh God, for making you the lowest thing that is in our lives. Forgive us. Forgive us for trampling on the sacrifice that you have made for us. Forgive us for not taking our salvation seriously. Forgive us. Forgive us. And now, Lord, wash us in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse us, oh God. And put within us a desire for you. To love you. Put in us, oh God, seriousness for the things of yours. Put in us, oh God, a heart that beats for you. A heart that puts you first as you require, oh God. You ask us to put you first. Help us to put you first, not only in intention, but in reality and in deed. Help us to put you first. Help us to put you first. As every head is bowed this morning and every eye is closed. You are here this morning and you know that all is not well between you and God. Lift up your right hand. It's time to make it up with God. God bless you for your hand. God bless you for your hands. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you for your honesty. You believe in God. The devils believe and they tremble. James chapter 2 and verse 19. But we, we believe in God, we confess Him, and by our confession we are saved. As your hand is lifted, please just come to me. We want to pray and we want to receive Him as our Lord and our Savior. Just step out of where you are. God bless you and come. Just come. Just come. God bless you as you come. God bless you. God bless you. Just come. God bless you. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. The scripture says in John chapter 3 and verse 17 that Jesus came into the world not to condemn the world, but by him, but that by him all of us will be saved. And so I want you to pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. May you be first in my life. I give you my life. I give you the throne of my heart. And I receive you in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for these ones standing here this morning. I ask, O oh God, that your hand will be upon them, that you will bless them, O oh God, that you will watch over them, that you will help them. Let them stand, O oh God, and let them meet the mark to receive your anointing. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce. 
We believe you have had an encounter that will change your life. Keep listening to messages by Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce of the First Love Church Ahidiasi. For more information, live video messages and updates, please visit our Facebook page, Dr. Joy Bruce. God bless you.